Welcome to our Pnimi. This is Saratova Best, Yud Aleph Nissan. What do we want to know? What does the Geula have to do with my Shurdenu and with Yud Aleph Nissan? So, um, here's the, here's the point. That when Geula's Mitzrayim, coming out of Mitzrayim, is so that the Lakati Yesem La'am, Hashem wants to take us as a nation and, and Number one. Number two, he becomes our God. And number three, we get to know the one who takes you out of, out of enslavement. I'll say the words. That's a lot of stuff. So why do we come out of Mitzrayim every single year? Hashem wants to be our God. Number one. Number two, he wants us to, he wants us to have a, take on a relationship with him, him with us, and he wants us to get to know who he is, that we should know via daitim, in a way of das, that he is havayalakechem. And he wants us to know that he is the one who takes us out of our enslavement. And then, and also to know that he is our God who takes us, who takes us out of Nisran. So when we want to come out of our limitations, all of this happens through the process of coming out of Mitzrayim Pesach. So when we have a revelation of godliness down here, coming out of our limitations, coming out of Mitzrayim on Pesach, why? So that Gideon, as they find themselves in this world, should see and recognize and know Hashem. Living among those who don't know Hashem, Paro's guys, certainly gave us a sense of this is what it looks like when you don't recognize Hashem. Now you can reverse engineer and figure out what it's like when you do try to get to know Hashem. And if you want to come out of where you're stuck, He's the one that does it. And so coming out of Mitzrayim will be for the purpose, for us, the purpose is to take on ourselves Torah Mitzvahs, especially at Mount and through that reveal godliness in a way, watch these words, to infuse holiness in a permanent way into what we would call a temporary world. A world where nothing lasts. How many years can your refrigerator last? How many years can your car last? How many years can anything last? How many years can you last? How many years does anything last? In such a world, to bring permanence Revelation of God in a world where nothing's permanent. It's called the Shachat B'Saychan. And, of course, even more permanently in the base of English. When it will be in the Gula Mitzvah all of that will be much more permanent. And the glory of Hashem will be revealed that everyone will see, all physical special see, that everything comes from the word of Hashem. That is why Gulus Mitzrayim came through miracles. Because when there's a miracle above nature, what is revealed? The unlimited Kayach of Hashem is revealed when in a miracle. And enables you to see, to experience, and to know in a very grounded way that Hashem is the Balabas, is the However, we say Balabas in, in English, over nature. He rules nature and runs nature. And therefore, he has the ability to make a nace 
higher than nature. He has the ability to break nature, keep nature. So this whole process of coming out of our limitations through this, through Hashem, who does all this, gave us the Kayach. When we saw those miracles and when we see those miracles, that we should be able to create a geula, a liberation from the limitations of the world. We are enslaved to the ways of the world. We're slaves. We were enslaved then in the triumph. And in general, we are enslaved to the ways of the world. We somehow really feel like they rule us. You can't fight city hall. It is what it is, and you're a small piece of the puzzle. And the opposite is true. You're the big thing, and the laws of nature are under your control, but it certainly doesn't feel like that, and we're not used to it. So when it comes to Gullus Mitzrayim, and then Zman Chayrasenu, the time when we're out of, of, of Gullus Mitzrayim, when we have true freedom from all the limitations, even true freedom from nature, right? this is every year on Pesach. And that's the way it's going to be in the future. The neflas we will see will be, and the neflas we will see, the wonders we will see will be even higher than what we saw then. But kayak for this comes through Maishur Abenu, the Redeemer. Why? What is the finish of Maishur Abenu that he's able to take us out of this enslavement, this stuck point? Like the Chiddush of Geula. Geula is a Chiddush. It's a novelty. It's something that's born at that moment, so to speak. It's brand new. So the Geula has to come as a Chiddush through somebody who's born brand new. As it says in Sefer Tillam, Mizmar Tzadik, that says it all about Maishavim, how he is able to be the redeemer to get us out of the limit, the enslavement of the limitations of nature. It's because he is Maisha Isha Elohim. That's Kapitel Sadiq. Shila Lamaisha, who is Maisha Isha Elohim. And at the end of the parish it says, indicating bringing godliness down into the base of Midish, down here in the world. The Chiddush of this Kapitel Nitzelem is that it's the first of 11 Mizmarim that were said by Maishra Benu, because most of the Tehillim was said by David Amalek. So this Mizmar Tzadik, this Kapitel Tzadik, it really expresses the Avaida, who Maishra Benu is, what his Avaida is, what are his capabilities, what does he do, who is he? This one expresses this. What does he do for the Jewish people and enable us to do? One thing is, as we said, that was the bracha of Meshur Beni. When it came to the Mishkan, we put it up, took it down, put it up, took it down, put it up, took it down, leading up to Rosh Chodesh Nisan in that year in the Midbar. The Shekinah did not rest in the Mishkan until Meshur Benu came along and gave a bracha 
and put his work to it so that etc. So that the Shekhinah should come down into the Michigan, into this world. It was the Tefillah of Maish Rabbeinu that did it. And in a way of Konnu Aleinu, meaning, here's the Yiddish word, Grunt Basesti. Permanent. Never leaves again. With a Tfiyas. So, what's this all about? What are these words, Tfila Lamaisha Isha Elokim? Maisha is Isha Elokim? And how come it describes Maisha in two different ways? It's Maisha, one, and then the other one is Isha Elokim. This is a Tfila of Maisha, Rabbeinu, and he's also Isha Elokim. How come it's expressed twice? So here's the thing. In order to bring godliness down here in a permanent way, in an impermanent way where nothing lasts and is a very ungodly place, to bring godly, godly God into this world and permanent, you need two things. You need two, two extremes. And they both need to go together. One, you need a kayas that is higher than the regular way that the world works. Higher than nature. So high that it has the, the strength to bring a revelation of God, which is not usually in the world, which is usually concealed into the world, into the world, and it enables the world to be redone. It changes the world. Such a revelation, you need a very powerful kayas that will bypass the guards at the door that say, godliness is not allowed over here in this world. That's to bypass. For that, you need a strong kayas. Obviously, I, only my being can bring it in. To make the world into a keli for Gilealicus. And it has to be permanent. For that, you need an unbelievable chaos. Because, according to the rules of the world, the world is always changing and there's entropy and nothing lasts. And every, it's always, nothing ever lasts. To say that you're going to bring God into this world in a place that is not God-friendly, number one. Number two, is not permanent. Nothing's permanent here. And to bring God down into this world in a permanent way. You just broke two big rules. How is it done? You need a special chaos. That's number one. And number two, the other thing you need is the chaos has to come down and enclose itself in the world. And the terms of the world, um, but, you know, user-friendly, street-friendly type of a way. The dafka, then, there's the kayach, to make the world into a vessel, a permanent place, to bring in the genius, the revelation of godliness. Because if the revelation of godliness did not fit the world, fit the receiver, Touch and receive. Come here, go back. Come here, go back. Come here, go back. You wouldn't be able to have God permanently revealed in the world if the world kept pushing him out. So you need a kayak, again, to hire the guard at the door that says this is not a God-friendly world. You need to somehow adjust the receptor sites of the world, switch it from ungod-friendly to God-friendly. 
so to speak, so that it's welcoming godliness. It's ready for godliness. As we see all the insanity that's going on in the world today, you wonder where is this going? That's where it's going. Everything's breaking down. Nothing's working. America's destroyed everything. All the borders in Mexico open craziness. Transgender, all rules broken, inflation, everything. You name it. All clearly for the purpose of making this world, making America, into a place that welcomes God, wants to be a vessel for the revelation of Hashem. How is this leading to that? No idea. But it clearly is. So these two and young, these two things, are expressed in the words of the capital. And also this idea, Maisha Isha Elohim. Who is Maisha Benu? He's the Mamutza Machaber. He is the intermediary that connects, doesn't block, connects. He's the invisible glue that has no substance. Simply a connection power without any substance whatsoever, so to speak. Not that Meshubinu has no substance, but he manifests himself in the world as substanceless, as simply connecting energy. It says, Because a mamuta connector has to be both at the same time. Above and below. That's my shabani. That's my shab. And why is the Isha Lakim? So Chazal say, In Medjushilim, Ime Lakim Lame Ish. If he's Elakim, why is the Ish? Being Ish, Lame Elakim. If he's Elakim, why is the Ish? And if he's Ish, why is he Elakim? You can't have both. And it says, Mastif Ulamata Ish, Mastif Ulamata Elakim. Can't translate it in, in English. Lower half, so to speak, ish, and the upper half, elohim, so to speak. Not literally that way, but... And not only that, because he's called ish and ha'elohim. There are two ways that he can connect Hashem with the world. So what's the difference between Maisha as the connecting energy versus ish ha'elohim as the connecting energy? Because Ish Elohim is already implying two totally different things. Ish is one thing, and Elohim is a totally different thing. In one person, you've already done the connection because one person incorporates two complete opposite energies. That's Ish Elohim. So he can then obviously put together two opposite energies because they're together in him. Of course, Elohim is Kamatri Ateba. He's Ish, but he's had Elohim as Hashem expresses himself in this world. That means that the level of godliness that it enclosed itself in the nature of the world is expressed in him. And that's why he's called Ish HaElohim. Because Ish, the human part of Maishrabeni, as he's connected with the world, becomes unified with HaElohim. Godliness that fits into the creation. Not with Havaya. It doesn't say Ish Havaya. Ish Havaya the essence the aspect of Hashem was above the world. No. His human part is one with the aspect of Hashem that unifies with the world. It doesn't go outside of the world. It doesn't transcend the world. The godly revelation, which is higher than the world, 
that's not what he's unifying with here. So the human part, unifying with the aspect of Hashem that's in the world. Now, let's look at him as Maisha. Why did he get the name Maisha? Kimina Maimishisihu. Basya, the daughter, the offspring of Paro, said, I drew him out of the water. Mayim is Shema. Shem Havaya. I drew him out a, a very, very deep place. Higher than Ishalatin. That's higher than Ishalatin. I drew him out of a very, very deep place. I drew him out of the place where God is expressed way above the creation, way outside of the world. Because the source of the Nisham of Maishra Benu is a very high level, the level of, it's called the level of mind. He comes from the mind. He comes from Alma Discasia. He comes from the concealed world. The water hides everything in it. He comes from that place where there's such powerful godliness is all is deep and not visible to the eye. Very different from dry land. On dry land, if there's a if there's a little creature on dry land, you will see it. If there's a creature in the sea, you won't see it. Much deeper. So he was drawn out of Mina Mishisi, who was drawn out of that water. He was drawn out of the concealed world where there's deep godliness. Drew, drying him out means he was brought onto the dry land. So the deep, hidden aspect of godliness was brought out to revelation when he was pulled out of the water. That's who he is. That's what he does all the time. Draws levels of godliness from deep, deep places out to revelation. As he is a neshama in a body, he's minamayim. He's connected to a source above. Like fish. But they're constantly in the water connected to their source. So it comes out that Maisha Yishalakim means those two things. Maisha, meaning his level of God, his, his connection with godliness above the world. Why does he need that? It gives him the kayak to reveal, to, to, to reveal godliness that's above the world and change the world. Comes from such a high place. And bring it down permanently. And his other aspect, Ishalakim, his connection with Elokut that's connected to the world, this gives the Kayach to bring down godliness on our level, in this world, so that we should be able to be vessels. Again, in a permanent way. So, So if Maisha Benu had these two aspects, he's Maisha, and he's Isha Lakin, and he's drawing down godliness from way above, and also down into the world, and he's unifying all those things. That's why, by Maisha Benu, there is permanence. 
and gleeful, unlimited powers in a revealed way. That's what he's here to do. So he needs to be that in his own life. Etc. We we're talking about the permanence, the eternity of Maisha Bain. Maisha Laimes. Maisha Bainu has to be permanent. His whole Indian is to bring God down here in a permanent, unlimited way. So in order to do it, you have to be it. That means he has to be unlimited. He has to be outside of the limitations of the world, outside of the limitations of nature, and he has to be here. He has to be permanent in this world. No end to his existence. In addition to the spark of Maishra Benu in every Jew, and also in his Kaifas and all the details, the deeds of Maishra Benu are eternal. The Mishkan, which then became the base of Mizish, which is hidden, but it's still there. It can't be destroyed on some level. Before it was destroyed, so to speak, the main parts of it were buried underground. It's still there. That's why he had. He had the kind to bring down the Shina through his Shila, in a way of permanently. The Dordor. And this is the eternity of the base of Midrash that will not ever be destroyed again. And so just like by Maisha Bain, there are these two things, Maisha and Isha Latin. So too, so too in the Brach and the Tzil of Maisha Bain. You're talking about bringing the Shina into the Mishkan. You're bringing godliness above the world into the Mishkan. And then you're bringing it in a way that it's Enclosed the Pneumus down here. And that's why the words at the end of the capital, etc. And one more thing. Tila Lamaisha is a part of the Tila Shabbat. Of course, this Tila has a connection to Shabbat. Deep. Means more surely on the Shabbat. It's part of the field of Maishravenu. By Maishravenu, it was part of it, and, and it was Nishadish on his name. Lim Maisha, Mizmorshir Liyama Shabbos. So Mizmorshir Liyama Shabbos, it's saying that there's, again, everything is double. Geul is double. There, are two, double. there is a doubleness to Shabbos. There's the first part of the of Shabbos you disconnect from the world when you first start Shabbos, and then you're you've disconnected already, and you're in the world, and you're, you're sorry, and you're in Shabbos. There's a manucha that's from the disconnect, like ooh, good to get away from the the workday world, you know, from that hard week, and then once you once you're out of that, then you have manucha the essence. Then you start to go into the heart of manucha in a much different way. And Shabbos, just like Maishrabenu, is eternal. Every Shabbos has a taste of Yom Shikula Shabbos and Nuchayla Chayalami. And therefore, the Menucha of Shabbos is a taste of the permanent Menucha that will be. 
Okay, one more point to sum it all up. That capital film is capital 90, Tishim. But it's called Sadi. When you look at a Sadi, some people call it Sadi and some people call it Sadiq. Sadi means my side, the side of Kedusha. Sadi, it's not only my side. The Abishter created the world with the name Melakim that is like a side to its own. You know, it kind of looks like um got its own energy. It's a world that seems to hide Hashem. And he did it on purpose. Very low world. And when we're in this period of time we're in now, it's so an entity kind of on the side, off to the side, that it seems to have its own power that seems to be engulfing the world and is acting as if it's going to win the power of darkness. But what our purpose is, is Sadi. To take that and make it into our side, the side of Hashem. That the world, on its own, should agree to what Tyra says. The world should be thirsting. The world, with its explosion of darkness at this moment, all of that was created by Hashem at this moment for the world to come for, to a thirsting of truth and Hashem, and the truth of Hashem. So, we'll end with this question. The question comes up. How can you ask a Jew to make over this world and the people in this world to get them, you know, to bend them, lead them in the way of truth and tyrants? How can you do that? They don't want to. So we're in the Gebedavar. Tyrant depends on us. And it was given for us. So how are we able? How are we able to bring the world to the truth that we know to be truth? And therefore the Abishter made it. That a Jew stands Minatad. A Jew is always on the side. He never quite fits in the world. He can mimic it. He can pretend. He can try his hardest to fit into the world, but he's always, they always feel like you're different. And we're the only ones who think we fit in, and they never think we fit in. We're on the side. Because our connection to Tara and um, We were given, we were given it, we were given free choice to connect to it. But we should choose Uvachar Tavachayim. We should choose life. We should choose the side of Tara But we're always sort of on the side of the world. Being given a different view of reality. And we're being asked with our own choice while we're in that messy world to choose the side of truth. And that's why Maishra Benu is put in the world to assist us, to take us on this journey. Because because he's Maisha, he's Mina he comes from a very high, very lofty, very deep place, where it's pure godliness, because water means only Tyra. And Tyra decides what will be with the world. 
Um, and he gives us the ability to choose life. As Ish, he becomes Ish Elohim. He gives us the ability to not just be also a person in the world, but a person of God. Also us, a man of God. And since Tzadi, the Tyrant Mitzvah, becomes our side, comes through our choice, because we're a person, and he's a person, and the Shaman in the body, gives us the ability to make over the world, and all the people in the world, that they should agree to the truth of Tyrant. And to follow it. So much so that it becomes engraved in them, that it becomes their permanent desire. That's our job. And because we are part of Maishar Beno and he leads us to do that, that's what we're here to do. To bring the whole world to recognize the very truth that Maishar Beno embodies our job is to get every truck driver and every everything, truck drivers these days are doing actually pretty well, to get every bad guy to agree to the truth of Hashem. So that eloquence, godliness, should be able to be revealed in the entire world in a way of fear. And that is Yerala Nissan. Who is Maishur Benu? The birth on Pesach is the birth of the Jewish people. Yudalus Nissen is the birth of Maish Rabbeinu, of our generation. Mashiach Shabbadar, Maish Rabbeinu Shabbadar. And that birth of him every moment, and especially through Yudalus Nissen, and especially now 120 years, you're talking about a wholeness, a completion. That at the same time you have birth happening and you have full completion. You know, you have a fully mature, you have a little tiny baby being born at the same time as a fully evolved, mature, uh, completed human being in his most complete sense as a godly being has come to a level of completion. That's what the analysis of 120 years is going to be and is. All of that comes together. Because in the end, and in the end, the the the, the wholeness and the the completion of Maishravenu is expressed in the fact that he's born, so to speak. There's a birth every second. He's in tune with the fact that Hashem is creating the world at every second, and everything's being born, brand new, brand new, brand new. And he empowers us to be that way as well. So one of the greatnesses of Yeralus Nissen is what he empowers us to be. Brand new, fresh, godly being brought into the world and now in a, in a complete sense. You know, like being born a fully fully developed and fully evolved adult with both milas. And that all comes through my shaving. And that's, that's a tiny piece of Yeralus Nissen. So we say, Hashem, on this year, Aleph Nissen, give us, please, the four with all the milers and everything that's been achieved throughout all of history. We're waiting for it now. We really can't wait any longer. We've had enough stuff, and the moment has come. We want to be now in the base of the immediately now.